shy? Listen to Better Buddies. Welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, we've got Matt back. Hello. Uh, Maddie of uh, Twitch channel Maddie underscore misplays. Fam- yeah, famously taking a break again. Ish. So you're working on those uh, hot tub streams, right? You're getting the hot tub for the hot tub stream? I'm, yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting a hot tub hooked up in the apartment here. I'm actually... Uh, super excited to unveil my hot tub stream. My very first hot tub stream. <laughs> yes. How did you know that's what I was working on? I've been keeping it under wraps for, for a long time. Uh, see, much like any good detective, such as Batman or Detective Chimp, I simply followed the clues. Apparently, there is a Twitch channel that streams Mr. Bean episodes, and their rolling gif when they aren't playing episodes is Mr. Be- is a loop of Mr. Bean in the bathtub. If they're getting on the hot tub band train, I knew you must be as well. Honestly, I need to check out this Mr. Bean. What is that? I don't know. Called? Oh, I just know it well, exists. Maybe, maybe that's what I need to do for my content, is just steal other people's content and put it on a loop. Uh, it works for most people. Are you gonna Are you going to branch into that territory? Are you going to do a hot tub podcast? I kind of want to do that now. Yeah, we should do that. I'll bring uh, I'll we I'll bring my setup. I'll bring my setup just outside. <laughs> yeah, bring the hot tub over. We'll... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, doesn't uh, doesn't Calvin have a hot tub? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's already outside. If we uh, just set up there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you could come over and sit in my hot tub with me i don't really have anybody to share this hot tub with with other than my my twitch channel in in lieu of hot tubs tonight uh let's uh let's do our better buddies icebreaker what popular tourist attraction can you not understand the hype around Ooh, that's a good one i don't actually know anything that's super hyped but the one thing that I was super disappointed by uh, when I went to Universal was the Butterbeer. Oh. And I know that's not a... a, I guess... I don't know if that counts as a tourist attraction, but it definitely... I feel like it does because of how much it's um, advertised, you know? Yeah. Oh, get your Butterbeer at Diagon Alley. Like, ah. And I'm like, ugh. And that's definitely a tourist place, and that's an attraction as part of the tourism industry in that area so yeah i'd I'd say it counts yeah 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 i i mean uh the the bernie bots every flavor beans was amazing i i i think i walked away with a bag that was like like six pounds of (laughs) just just every flavor you could imagine beans and uh so that was amazing and uh, Gringotts, super cool. 
But Butterbeer, uh, that's a zero out of ten for me, my guy. Yeah. Uh, in my experience, the Butterbeer was pretty good for, like, being what it was, but it certainly wasn't... It, it was overhyped, to be sure. I, I enjoy the butterscotch soda, but it, it was butterscotch soda. I think the icebreaker, or the uh, tourist attraction, I'd pick. I'm going to go with the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Like, cool. It's still standing and it's leaning. That's cool or whatever, but it's a tower that wasn't supposed to do that. And because it's leaning, everybody shows up to take those stupid pictures where they're holding it up or whatever. When you're standing there staring at it, you've got all these people in dumb poses. Yeah, I would... I definitely would go see the Leaning Tower of Pisa specifically to unironically make fun of those people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I would go see that tourist attraction is because I want to viscerally destroy them what with my do? words. Nah, we, yeah. You don't destroy them with your words. You run up and ruin all their photos by clasping hands with them and getting somebody else to take your picture of the oh, two of you no. holding hands. You just give them all high fives. Yeah. As soon as you just give them all high fives as soon as they hit that that picture button. Like three, two, one. Oh, Bam. hey, buddy. <laughs> and then that's it. You'll just be known as the the pizza high five guy. <laughs> Uh, and and then everybody's gonna want a piece of the pizza five high pizza five high five guy because you're ruining all their photos. Yeah, the piece of pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. What? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. I thought. I thought by tourist attraction you meant like, like um, amusement park tourist attraction. But I guess. Oh, you know what? You know what really grinds my gears? Mount Rushmore. Fuck really? that place. Yeah. Mount Rushmore, first of all, the drive over there is just absolutely god-awful. Huh. Uh, and, and, and just as as a... I just, I just don't like what it what it represents, you know? Mm. But it, it, it does represent America in like the perfect sense in in the fact that we uh like take things that aren't ours and then make them like self-masturbatory like just you know i don't know you can cut that if you want to no i don't don't think we need to cut it i i think i'd push back with another spin on it like because that's a valid way to look at it you can definitely look at it and get that interpretation out of it as you just did and I look at it more as I think it's a little overdone and a little overhyped of people being like, ah, it's this is Mount Rushmore. It's Mount Rushmore. Like, okay, yeah, it's the faces of four presidents. But I think it's worth remembering, like, all four I don't know enough about Jefferson to say this, but three out of the four, Washington, Lincoln, and Roosevelt. Yeah, they weren't the best of dudes. Like, yeah, Washington had slaves. But they also did some pretty good things for the country, too. And uh, like, like, Roosevelt was, again, oh, yeah, another mixed sure. bag of, like, did good things, even though he did some bad things. So I, th- I like to think of it as a reminder of, like, we consider these men great enough to have etched into stone. These are the only four we've done it for. 
but let's take a moment and remember they were men. Yeah, I get that. I, I again, nothing against those presidents. Um, you know, nothing against them. It's just more. Um, I don't know. I. It's just very. It's so. Like when you, the whole entire state, put like you. It's called the Rushmore State. South Dakota is, by the way. Oh. Yeah, the mm. whole entire state is literally just. If if you're driving through it, it's cornfields and signs telling you how far away you are from Mount Rushmore and Wall Drug. Wall Drug is another one of those tourist attractions. It's just so overhyped, but it's only overhyped. Because that's the only thing in South Dakota. The South Dakota is Sioux Falls, nothing but corn, wall drug, Black Hills, Mount Rushmore. Yep. The cool thing about that area, though, is Deadwood. Deadwood is one of the greatest tourist attractions I've ever been to. And um, that I I like Deadwood a lot just because it's like that um the old westerny like you know like tr- like the true western feel like mm-hmm. the old Clint Eastwood movies you know and but you you can actually take part in that action cuz it's like um all set up i don't know if it's all set up like this currently but when i went there you could actually act in the reenactment of uh buffalo bill getting shot through the through the through the hand or no he got shot through the back of the head because he had to sit with his back to the to the door at the poker game and then the guy across from him got his wrist shot because the bullet went through buffalo bill's hand wow yeah uh small details that you just remember sounds like a fun place i do i do enjoy me some deadwood Sounds like uh, that's a recommendation, so let's do our next segment, Better Buddies Recommend, where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy. I'm going to take this moment to shamelessly self-plug. Please do. Um, so I, I had the uh, pleasure of writing and acting in uh, in this iteration of Sketch 22. And Sketch 22 is a a charity uh, comedy sketch show, uh, usually done live in Milwaukee uh, at Comedy Sports. But uh, for the past uh, couple times, uh, we've had to do it virtually because of COVID. And uh, that will be airing on twitch.tv slash Schmitz and Giggles. That'll be this, this Saturday. Uh, July 24th, 2021. Yeah. July 4th? Uh, hey, what was the date again? Because I almost said July 4th. And July 24th. Over. Saturday. July 24th. So this podcast will be out Friday, uh, July 23rd. So it'll be tomorrow for all you beautiful listeners out there. And if you're listening on... If you're not listening Saturday... Uh, pause this. It'll still be here when you get done. Go watch that. Yeah, what are you doing here, listening on Saturday when there's a <laughs> there's a charity comedy sketch show? What are you doing? What are you doing with your time? Uh, 
So do you have a recommendation for another piece of media, or uh, do you need a moment to think? Oh, that was unironically my recommendation. Oh, okay. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. That wasn't a bit. That was that was me plugging that. No, that's um, fine. I just you wanted can... to double check in case, uh, and give you the chance in case that was just uh, just a plug you know or what? a plug and recommendation. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know what? I'll do. I'll do a recommendation here. Have you ever watched Twitch.tv slash Maddie underscore Misplaced? <laughs> that guy does some work. I'll tell you what. Oh, yeah. And pretty soon, pretty soon he'll be. Oh God! I put up. I put up some TikToks. I'm on TikTok now. Oh, uh, at at Maddie underscore Misplaced. And I've got some. I've got some funny TikToks. If you like TikToks, if you need somebody to watch on TikTok. Not okay. They're not. They're not the greatest, but they're pretty. They're pretty good. They're pretty good moments of my stream. Um, you know what? You know what? You know what? It is a good piece of media, though. Hmm. Uh, all shameless plugs and uh, jokes uh, aside, um, I've really been. I enjoyed uh, Loki. Oh. The, so much so so much i shouldn't have given you this chance you've swooped me i have swooped you yes um have you you watched black widow though right yeah and now that's like in between that's like in the five years that they're uh right nope it's between uh civil war and infinity war oh it's between civil war and infinity war so about the same time as spider-man then uh yeah, okay. I'd say it's probably oh, a okay. little earlier than Spy. Like it's it's probably a little bit earlier than Spider Man, but not by much. Yeah okay, I have not seen that yet. Loki is uh, I can't even tell oh, you no, how. Sorry. Good. No yeah it is early in Spider Man. Sorry never mind never mind never mind. I confused myself because part of the plot point of Spider Man was that they're moving all that stuff from New York from like Manhattan to New- the Avengers compound, but. That was, po- that was still post, uh, Civil War. So yeah, my mistake. You're all good. But yeah, Loki, you were saying. I I only have two words that just encapsulates the entire experience, and that is, Gator Loki. Yes. I don't even need to say any more. Just go watch the show and tell me how it is. You can email us at. Betterbudcast at gmail.com, right? That's it. Uh, better buddies cat, better yeah, better buddies cast at gmail.com. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I did my best. You tried. Uh, I, it's been okay. a while since I've been on the podcast. It has. Uh, honestly though, classic Loki was so good. All those Lokis were so good. Oh, but that that was Richard E. Grant. Yeah, like littlest vampire, Richard E. Grant. My god. Oh. Such a great actor. Such a great actor. Oh my god. And that ending. Ending the series. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Ugh. I mean... I mean... <laughs> yeah. It's their fault, for sure. 100%. Well, her fault, for sure. See, I... I just really, really hope that she survives 
that Sylvie, like, survives and makes it back. And was, like, didn't get murdered by a, a Kang variant. Oh, yeah, we should... I guess we could... Spoiler alert for Loki. Um, yeah, I honestly... Just the fact that the entire next big bad is set up because uh because of loki like that's crazy like when you see him when you see him at the end you're like oh my god that's that's who they're setting up to be the big bad and then he's just a chill dude who's like yeah i knew you were gonna do that you can't kill me but then but then you find out he only knows up until a certain point and then he's like oh well you can either take over or you kill me and so many other of me will take my place. And then that's how, and then that's how we get Kang the Conqueror. And just the fact that there's a second season coming too. Yeah. Oh my God. Like it, like it's an actual series and not just six and done like six set up for the movie done. Like, uh, like all the other ones were. I think the thing that I'm the most curious about is they've set up that Kang's going to be this Thanos-level villain, but Kang is also reportedly the villain in the next Ant-Man. So, like... Yeah. I don't know. uh... Is it just, like, they cast him for, like, a a setup scene the same way they did with, like, Thanos throughout a bunch of movies? Or is it like, oh, Kang's going to be the bad guy throughout the film, and they beat him... Only to find out that was one Kang of many. It could be that second one, but I yeah. don't know. Because cause you have to... Because I, I guess Loki Season 2 would come out in between, right? Um, Somewhere in between Strange 2 and Ant-Man 3. I think so. That would, I feel like that would make sense, but I mean, it doesn't super matter, because they very much set it up to where King the Conqueror is the, or at least one of the variants of Kang, is uh, the uh, leader of the TVA, like without the timekeepers, like he, he didn't even do the timekeeper bullshit, he just is like I am I am the conqueror of this timeline. Yeah. A quick Google search said that uh that's current that that's currently the situation is that's when people think it's gonna happen, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's a lot of speculation, as always, with the minds at Marvel. But you have to think that they're not gonna do the same thing that they did with Thanos, right? You have to sort of yeah, hope at least that they don't spend the next 10 years doing the same thing that they but it's going to be hard to top what they did with Thanos, you know? That was 10 years of build up, 10 years of character development, 10 years of just this eerie feeling that Thanos was going to come and wreck some shit. And then he did. He came and he wrecked their shit. And then, and then completely the next movie 
They kill him in the first 10 minutes. 20 minutes or I'm something. Gonna, I think I'm going to make a called shot here on what their plan is. Uh, yeah, here's my you guess. go ahead. So Thanos had a bunch of like end scenes and then that was building up as like this looming threat that nobody actually dealt with until it happened and then he wrecked everything, like you said. I'm going to call that instead of doing that, they're going to do Multiverse of Madness and the next Spider-Man movie as like showing, oh, here's the multiverse and it, the problems it can cause. Quantum Mania is going to be Kang as the enemy. And then every like movie set in the timeline after Quantum Mania will have Kang involved as a villain. Kang's not going to be like the end goal. He's going to fight everybody in all of their movies. <laughs> and then the final buildup is they keep trying to find a way to defeat him. And they're like, they'll defeat him in the individual movies, but he keeps coming back. Uh, very much like a, like a, like a comic book villain. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like that would get tiring for the audience to watch, you know? Or what if it's a reverse Thanos? Uh, the Thanos, like, Thanos need to collect, and not maybe not a reverse Thanos isn't the right term for it, but Thanos needed to collect all the gems, but he only really did that in the last movie. So instead, right. Kang needs to collect a bunch of, like, tech pieces or something, so he fights a bunch of people to get all the pieces he needs along the way, and that's how he is the villain against everybody, and they all come to these, like, Base, like it's the reforming of the Avengers because all these different heroes all wind up fighting this guy and realize he's a threat. We all need to team up and take him down. I wonder. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that is still too too much of a same samey thing, like a formulaic mm. thing. And I think it would be cool. If the only way to beat Kang was to find be the the same version of the guy at the end of Loki, but because of like timeline things, like he just didn't make it, you know. Ooh. But somebody with that ideals, like maybe they just find a version of Kang that you know. Yeah. isn't an asshole <laughs> and they help him to like take over but like whatever they do i'm excited to see right like yeah. i said they're not gonna recapture the magic that is thanos and rdj and his you know his journey of 10 years all the way up to that final i am iron man snap you know, it's unfortunate, but like, yeah. And people were getting uh, too oversaturated by the the superhero genre anyway. So, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. That's honestly what I'm. That's why what I'm like really hoping for out of Shang Chi is I, I'm excited for it. And if they can pull it off, they they can show that Marvel can do a movie that is an action movie. It's entertaining, but it's not necessarily superhero. Like, there's no big glowing light that everybody fights at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm just gonna... 
I guess I'm just gonna bandwagon on that. Yeah, Loki's my recommendation too. Go watch Loki. Yeah, <laughs> we're just uh, we're just lo- Gator Loki stands. Gator Loki. All fr- uh, Thor frog in the jar. Oh yeah, that yeah. was so. That was nice. I love I love watching um, Marvel things just to see Easter eggs. I love finding Easter eggs for like whether it's like comic book Easter eggs or like cameo appearances or plastic but ones. You, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just so cool. Like the because you know it's like somebody had to plan that being there somebody had to like think oh it would be cool to put in the scene just just like something or maybe it's like a whole board meeting like what would be cool to put in this scene from other places in marvel maybe it's like a whole team of people just being like you know it'd be cool if we had this or if we had this or like maybe what if they use the Infinity Stones as paperweights? Like, that's crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I think it's a really good indicator that, like, hey, the people who work on these movies and TV shows pay attention. Like, they, they do pay attention to the source material. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, uh, what's next, buddy? Have you seen Black Widow yet? Just real quick. Oh, I have not seen Black Widow yet. I think I'm going to wait till it's not in theaters mm. or like the premiere access on Disney Plus. I don't know. We'll see. I could probably I did want to go see a movie, but I didn't know what was playing. So maybe I'll go. I'd say if you want to just go see, catch a good flick, Black Widow, at particularly at the theater here in town. Um I think it had a pretty funny joke in it and uh had a pretty fun. Had a couple funny jokes in it, and it the action was pretty cool. I think they pulled off a pretty good, uh, s- one pretty good twist and one okay twist at the end. Uh, middle of the road Marvel movie, but considering Marvel's track record, that's that's a solid movie time. It's worth the entire oh, investment. Yeah. Ooh, I could go see Boss Baby too. Oh God, no. The Family Business. Nope, nope, nope. I've read that book. It's a good good book for kids. It it should never have been made into a movie. What, Boss Baby 2? No, the first one. The first one's based on a children's book. Oh. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the movie. I admittedly never saw the movie, but I've been hesitant about it's that was one of those franchises that got a Netflix series almost immediately, and I went, I don't know if I want to watch that movie anymore. But it's also aimed at children, so I'm not the target audience. Target audience. Um, you're very much the target audience. <laughs> you're you're a boss baby in your own right. You take that back. <laughs> For real, you're clearly though, the demographic. The uh the children's book I think is a really cool little children's book about because it's literally just like explaining all the ways a baby is like the boss because it needs all the attention and all this other stuff but using a parallel between being in charge and things babies need 
And, but it's only, it's like, again, it's like a, it's a little, little kid's story that's like 10 pages. Very cute. I ran across it when I was working at a library and went, oh, this is the, this is that book, that movie. Okay. That's awesome. I, well, there you go. There's your media <laughs> recommendation. <laughs> Boss Baby, but not the movie. The, the book. children's book. The book is always better than the movie. Am I right, hey. fans of the show? All right, our next segment, How to Be a Better Buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question, do you moisturize your face? If not, why? Um, but not every day. I'll do, I'll do my facial regimen so far. Um, is I'll wash my face once every three days, do the whole whole thing. I'll do the exfoliation I'll do the, uh, you know, the, the acne stuff. Um, and then I'll do, uh, like, a nice... You, you want to make sure you rinse all that shit off, too. Um, and that is how I get such a pretty complexion. Um, but yeah, mo- moisturizing uh, your skin is important. Um very, very important. If you, especially if we want to look good and feel good. Yeah. Um, I'm somebody who doesn't moisturize my face, so uh, I got I, I consider myself lucky that my complexion is generally okay. But I'm if if I'm aware that I could make it better if I wanted to. That's where I'm at. Yeah. So there's a uh, there's like um there's levels to it. Uh, so you don't want to moisturize your skin, uh, um, too much if you have naturally, like, oily or wet skin, um, because you are, you already have that, like, like, sort of natural, there's, like, three different skin types. Uh, gosh, I don't know. I don't remember enough of the spiel to like fully do it, but um, basically, you need to know your skin type. You need to know, uh, like your what? I, like you need to know your things, and you need to try different moisturizers okay. until you find out what works for you. That's what that's what you need to do. Uh, if you want to maintain a like a healthy skin, especially on your face, um, so just uh, try out different products, and uh, yeah, yeah. Usually, usually a dermatologist can help you out with that. If yeah. you're if you're worried about like acne stuff, um, definitely definitely talk to a dermatologist because uh, they're lifesavers. It's also their job. Yeah. Well, I'm talking like more. They're not like yeah. life, life. Well, but sometimes they're lifesavers. But like most of the time, they're social. Socially, they're lifesavers. I don't know. Nobody cares if you have too much acne. No, nobody who really matters cares if you have too much acne. But if you care that you have too much acne, talk to a dermatologist. Well said. Uh, our yeah. next question: What's the most overrated fast food restaurant, and why? Um, you know what's really overrated? Uh, especially in the Midwest. What? 
Culver's. Get out. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious, yeah. though. Like, I like Culver's, but it's not... Yeah. It's just so expensive for what you get. You know what I mean? Yeah, I... Like, I'm... you can get a good burger for that um, for less than that amount other places. And you can get good root beer other places. What I will say is that the custard is fire, and that's the only thing that I really think is worth spending that amount of money on, is that custard, the frozen custard. The concrete I... mixers are super good. Yeah. But the rest of the food, overrated, can't can't get me to buy it. Nope. Not uh, anymore. I'm going to defend the mushroom Swiss burger, just because I haven't found another place that re- I can regularly get a mushroom Swiss burger at. That is in the same place that, that is I fast am. food? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, That's fair. But everything else I agree with you on. Like, their chicken sandwiches aren't really that anything special. Um, custard is fire. Worth it. So, yeah, I, I get what you're coming from. Like, now that you've explained it out a bit, like, yeah, I, I see it. Um, yeah. For me, Wendy's. Specifically oh. because of their Twitter account. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Ugh. It's one thing oh, when they're man. being clever, but it went for like at some point it crossed the line from we're being clever and with the zeitgeist to we're just being obnoxious and annoying and to hell with the rest of you for existing. And I was like, okay, but Wendy's, you're still a fast food restaurant. Don't get too big for your britches. I mean, I can kind of see it. I like the Twitter hype just makes it. Well, because that's like another one of those restaurants that's kind of like Culver's, where it's like it—it's just like a little bit too pricey. It's just yeah. a li- like just a tiny bit too much money to justify going to Wendy's when I could get like that's why I go to Taco Bell so often <laughs> is because it's good food. I can eat vegetarian and it's cheap as fuck. Like I'm not, and honestly for me right now with Taco Bell is the calorie counting. Like, I'll order through the app and I can look at it and go, oh, this is going to be that many calories. Eh, why don't I make this change and this change just to knock the calories down yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and they they tell you exactly, like, oh, this adds however many calories. This subtracts however many calories. And that is so cool for an app to do, for a fast food restaurant to do. They Like, I, and I'm... I'm not attributing my weight loss to being on a Taco Bell diet, but like for the most part, the last year, a lot of the things that I've eaten have been Taco Bell items and I've lost 60 pounds. Like that's crazy. I mean, I've been losing, I've been exercising regularly this summer, but, and like, yeah, I've been getting a little bit more exercise in with working retail for the last few weeks, but also when I get out of my retail job at, nine nine o'clock at night eight o'clock at night whatever i go to taco bell immediately afterwards and i'm still right, losing it's weight. right next to it's right next to there yeah 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 yeah. it's very much like it it's cost efficient for the amount of food that you get and it's not even that bad for you if you don't like if you get the, the, right stuff. the stuff that's yeah if you get the the stuff that is like stuffed with veggies, yeah, of course. Like the tortillas, 
so if you stay away from like Doritos Locos Tacos, like you're or Quesaritos, yeah, I think I think you're fine as as far as nutritional value goes. But like even other things, like as long as you're working out and keeping track of the nutritional values that you get from what you're eating, like yeah. you can lose weight, you can build muscle, you can you can do that. Obviously, there's an asterisk there because, like, it all depends on your metabolism, body type. Uh, there's so many factors that go into weight loss. And if you uh, – we can talk about this later at a later date. But, like, there are so many things that go into weight loss that if you're trying something and you find that you can't lose weight, most of the time, it's not it's not your fault. You know, it's not – it's it's not your fault that you're not losing weight and it's not a bad thing that you're not losing weight the important thing is is that you're happy you're healthy and you're you know yeah as long as you know if you can get to a point where you feel good about yourself no matter what weight you are that's the goal that's the goal right there um so you know uh, to heck with Culver's, to heck with Wendy's, eat Taco Bell. Yeah, just eat Taco Bell. Honestly, oh my gosh. Speaking of Taco Bell, did you see that TikTok that I posted? I thought I sent it to everybody, but... I don't remember it. So, one of my UK friends asked me uh, to describe Baja Blast to them. Nice. And I like the um truthful very trustworthy person that i am likened it to god's semen <laughs> oh, that one yes yeah 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 heavenly spunk yeah 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 <laughs> oh. god it's the nectar of the gods also semen like see and that's one of those things i had to give up uh, I was getting the large Baja Blasts, but those are like 200 plus calories. Switched over to Gatorade, you know, only 50. Get the sugar-free Baja Blast. They have sugar-free Baja Blast. Oh, fair enough. I, it's not it's not as tasty, you know, because yeah. like a lot of the taste from Baja Blast comes from the sugar, but it's still really fucking good. It's still really fucking good. Also, did you try the major melon flavor? I did. That, that was okay. That 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 one actually the sugar free one is better than the sugar one, in my opinion. Uh, like I, I I accidentally bought the sugar free cans and yeah. I was like, oh well, usually I don't drink sugar free soda, but you know what? This is actually really good. And then I went back to the store to get the sugar version, and I was like, ah, oh, that's like too much sugar. Too much melon flavor, so like the 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 sugar free major melon, mmm, delicious. All right, uh, we're gonna go to hmm. yeah. I'm gonna go to this question next. Uh, do y'all use umbrellas? If not, why? With the further details, I've been noticing that most men don't particularly like to use umbrellas. So just curious about what y'all think. 
Oh, that is a good question, because no, why the fuck would I use an umbrella? Oh, I'm on the other side of this. I use umbrellas when I've got them. Oh, when you've got them, then depending... No, I think even depending on what I'm wearing, I'm I'm fucking... Because, like, during the rains that you need an umbrella, the wind is always so fucking bad. Like, I don't... I don't want to, like, use my arm strength to not blow away, you know? I don't want to, I don't want to, I just want to, if I'm getting somewhere, I just want to run. Like, I'll just run through the rain and I'll get there, you know? Yeah. See, I think this is, I I think part of it's from having been on college campuses for so long, where it's like, running to there just isn't feasible and, like, having a bag of stuff with you, so... I've enjoyed having an umbrella, just to have it. And there's definitely been those days where it's been less than more useful, but I still I enjoy having the umbrella. Kind of like having it available in case somebody else is like walking along and it's like, oh, you need an umbrella too? Here we just come share mine. We can walk for a little bit. I feel that. I think I think if if I'm walking with my significant other, I would a hundred percent use an umbrella. And hold it, you know, because that's just the, that's just, that's just the way, yeah. you know, this is the way to do it if you're, but every other time, if I'm alone and just, you know, it's raining, I'm, I'm booking it. I'm booking it through that rain or I'm walking slowly because I don't give a shit because it's just water. Rain yeah. is just water. Why are you so afraid of rain? Why are you so afraid of getting wet? Okay. Uh, so there you go. There's there's two sides on the uh, umbrella question. Oh, also, I don't have any hair, so my hair can't get ruined in the rain. That's, <laughs> I guess, the, yeah. Uh, next question. Why does it feel like shitty movies are blamed on the director who has no control over the writing while the shitty writers get off scot-free to write more shitty films? With the further details, I mean, we get all these shitty films that are coming off the tail end of a beloved franchise or just bad movies in general. And it feels like everyone goes straight to blaming the director. Every time I hear that a movie is shitty, or that a movie is good for that matter, all I hear is whoever make, gives a crap is the director of the film. And I don't even know who the writers are. I'm not the only one thinking this right. Like, if someone does know a lot about this, I would appreciate it being explained to me. Uh, I think everyone is blamed. But, like, the director is, is the big name in, like... It's the so the thing about writing is yes you you write it it's on the paper it's it's good it's bad it's whatever but this is the director the director t- takes what you have written and brings it to life every single scene every single moment is the director's vision because like the actors they're reading the script and they're doing the scenes and they're acting right yeah and it could be good acting it could be bad acting but but the director is the one who's saying oh this is good the this is the shot that i call great and i want it in my movie that's 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 the director's job. 
like and editors but like for the most part the director like shoots the scene how they want it shot and then the editors cut it down into cut those those scenes into the movie there's a lot of people that work on a movie oh you can go ahead Uh, i was just gonna say i think a good example of this is i was listening to some a podcast reviewing the new mutants film a while back and they made a really good point that like anya taylor joy who was in it was a good actress she is she was particularly known for being in the queen's gambit the netflix film about chess and like how well she did there so it's not that she's a bad actor but in the new mutants film she had a really really bad russian accent and they were like i like this actress and it was kind of on the director to tell her like hey i don't think that accent's working we should go with this or maybe she had a good russian accent initially and the director was like mm, we're not doing that do more like this and got the got Anya Taylor Joy to start using a bad Russian accent. So like, the writers write a script and the actors play the parts. But like you're saying, Matt, it's the director who's sitting there going, "But we should do it like this, or we'll do it this way." Sorry about that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the there's just so many things that go into making a movie. There's the costume designers. There's the makeup artists. There's the the actors, the writers. So when a bad movie comes together, it's almost comical. It's almost so funny that it happens, you know? Like that, so many people were like, "Yeah, this is this is great. I want to I want to send this off to to the theater to the to the place." And then it's absolutely dog shit, you know? Yeah. But like, don't don't take away somebody's like passion or you know their their way of living just because they make like one or two bad films like yeah if they make like the thing about making bad films is like they they won't get hired anymore that's that's the thing like they you know they i think part of they make one bad film it's like oh okay fine fine yeah along those same lines like uh another i was listening to a review about the cats movie and somebody who was reviewing that was like, they felt really bad getting too critical of people, of movies like The Room, that were small budget, small production teams, where, like, they felt bad making fun of that, because, like, some of those actors, they just took a job. Like, they did the best they could, it's not their fault that the writer-director isn't the best writer-director in the world, but they did the best they could, because they wanted an acting job. But compare that to Cats 2019 big budget blockbuster with an all-star studded cast of fantastic actors and it still flopped like that it's it's one thing to make fun of those people who will be fine in the world of hollywood when the movie's over it's another to make fun of the people who are definitely not who are definitely like struggling or like don't have that same assuredness that they'll land another role 
Yeah. Well, I think also for the most part, uh, um, writers end up getting shafted as well. Yeah. On the, uh, like on the pay scale, on the, like, there's a reason that most of our, like, Hollywood content droughts are happening because the writers are striking and that's because they're treated like absolute shit and i mean i don't know i i think i think that these people maybe are good writers it's just that the uh the way that it was brought to life wasn't exactly great you know, yeah. I mean, obviously there are bad write- writers out there in Hollywood, but like when you get like any with anything, there's going to be those like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't make this your day job, like kind of people or those. They're the people who just phone it in, you know, who just come up with something just to push it out. But like, I don't know. Let the people make movies if they want and let them flop if they want to. OK, God damn it. Yeah. Let them flop. All right, Matt. That's the that's the end of this week's show. Thank you for joining me. Would you like to uh, plug your two projects one more time before we go? Yes, I would lo- love to plug Sketch Twenty Two. That'll be happening Saturday, July twenty fourth. It'll be airing at seven p.m. CDT. Uh, and then um, another big project that I'm working on is I'm doing my very first uh, subathon uh, on my Twitch channel. Uh, it's going to be a charity slash sub-a-thon. So you can either keep me streaming uh, by donating to the charity or donating, uh, you know, not donating, subbing, or gifting subs. Uh, there'll be something for bits. Um, that'll be um, Monday, July 26th, starting at, uh, I think I said noon. Um noon yeah cdt so it's gonna be an adventure uh the minimum amount of time i'll be streaming is four hours uh and then we'll see where that goes um yeah cool deal maddie underscore misplays at twitch.tv.com dot dot com dot also i have a tiktok at maddie underscore misplays find me there and watch my dumbass clips thank you for joining this week Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off yesterday. They're on iTunes and Spotify. We're on iTunes and Spotify. Like, share, subscribe, download, all that fun stuff. Leave reviews. You can find us on Facebook, Better Buddies. We have our Meme Mondays, so you can go share those, like those. They're okay. Uh, We are also putting our icebreakers up on the page. You can answer our icebreaker before you get to the episode, uh, we're on Twitter at BetterBudCast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when tweeting. Or if you ha- want to contact us by email, BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. Send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to use, or if you need advice, send us your question. Last but not least, be a better buddy. Yay!